There's a goat. Yes, but the goat is Polish. Oh, a Polish goat. Yes. A poked. <laughs> Goalish. episode of the Card Game Cooperative, your remotely competent, fairly infrequent podcast about Lord of the Rings the Card Game, Arkham Horror the Card Game, and Marvel Champions the Card Game, the three cooperative living card games by Fantasy Flight. Uh, I'm James, I'm one of your hosts, and just just one other person with me tonight, it's Will. Hello. How are you? I am alright, thank you. How are you, self? How, how, is, how are you, self? How is, how are, you know, good lord. I am, I am surviving. Um, it's we're, we're, we're in that spell where it's not quite close enough for, to Christmas for me to realise just how many things I've left too late and I'm not going to be able to get done in time. So at the, at the moment I'm feeling kind of in control. And yeah, in about a week's time I'll suddenly be going mad realising, oh, I haven't done this, this, this or this. Uh, but but right now I'm feeling fairly calm. How about you? Um, yeah, I think I'm about, I'm about there. I've not had... I'd, I'd, my my goal of the last few years has always been to get Christmas gifts sorted on Black Friday. So A, they're potentially a bit cheaper and B, it means I then don't have to worry about it and I can sit back and just watch everyone else panic. So aside from a present for my mum, because she's the most awkward person to buy for, I think I'm I think I'm good. I'm good. And then and even if I wasn't, I'm I'm now pretty much done with work, so uh until the new year. So yeah, got got a bit of time to sort stuff out if I need to. Fingers crossed. Good stuff. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Simon, Simon and Mike not not with us uh, this evening. I think uh, a combination of moving house and family and just general work and life exhaustion. Uh, neither of them have made it along. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, kick our main topic a little bit down the road and pick that up. I mean, let's be realistic, it's going to be in the new year because we're not not that frequent. But we figured Will and I had already put the evening aside, so we might as well uh, come come and record a bit for you. And uh, we're, we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, some of the, the recently announced and spoiled cards for the upcoming Arkham Horror Hemlock Vale expansion. Um, but before we get to that, have you, have you been playing any card games recently? Uh, card games, yes. Uh, <laughs> Fantasy right. Flight. Any cooperative else? living card games? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a bit on the a bit on the slim side um, for reasons I can get into in <laughs> alter ego, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, I've pretty much only played three games of Champions. Um, two were against Mister Sinister. Um, the second time was only because I was winning by so much I had to double check the rules and realised I'd got some rules really wrong. So I then had to start again um, and beat him. And then the other one was against Strife, who I one-shotted. And then again, wondered if I'd got the rules really wrong and realised I hadn't, or I don't think I had. Um, so he's now the easiest boss fight, I think, in Champions is where I've put him. Um, oh. Do you not feel like I've beaten Strife? I feel like I either rush the first scheme too quickly and then suddenly it's like, oh, all of my cards now cost five. Um, or 
I don't rush the first scheme and then he, he schemes out. Yeah, I I think I had he schemed as I recall, he jumped through the first his first three schemes or whatever it is. If he, if he has four, it's the first three he got through really quickly and there wasn't anything I could do about it. So I assumed I was going to lose. So by turn four I was in the end stage and then it just settled down and then I whittled him and beat him and just kept him as he, as he was. I, I think I just spent a few turns just taking a hit and building up both Domino and Cable. I, I don't know. It seemed very weird, and I wasn't I wasn't sure how I felt about winning it as, you know, in one go. Normally those things are a challenge, but it means it didn't take up too much of my time, so I'm not going to complain too much. But, uh, mm. yeah, very odd. I think I was... I think I did it most recently with Angel, and, yeah, you've got these three cost events which are suddenly five cost events and it's just disgusting and i was like okay well uh you know I'll, I'll, I'll get whatever the cost reduction or the resource card is out and then i got a thing that discarded that or bounced it back to hand i was like okay well at this point i might as well just give up yeah i mean i was doing it on campaign mode so i had all of the i had all of the um campaign material behind me as well so four or five uh, yeah, of... I've, I've not done campaign mode yet okay so those are essentially if you you put a side scheme into play at the beginning of the game and if you complete it you then get a you can tap this card spend the token on it and get an add-in stuff to your deck or find stuff from your deck so essentially turn one by strife i could tap that I could tap all of them, and I would have weapons, supports, an ally, pouches, and plus one defense and retaliate from them both for the game. So it, it makes you kind of powerful. I guess there are then five extra encounter cards in the deck, which is supposed to be bad, but by that point, I don't think any of them felt game-breaking. So, yeah. How's about yourself? You, you, you played much? Yeah, I've, uh, I have. So, for Arkham, um, we we uh, George and I went away for the weekend. Uh, this weekend, just gone, and we did a did a war machine through uh, Return to Carcosa, which was good fun. I think I'll probably uh, kind of talk a bit more about that when we've when we've got the whole crew on, because yeah, having having done a an intentional war machine this time rather than an Iron Man where we just got too tired on the Saturday. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely have thoughts on that, but that, that was fun. Um, I played a big money Jenny deck that was, yeah, just got got to very stupid places. I think, um, you know, I was, I, I was regularly sitting, at, uh, sitting in the high teens of resources for large chunks of the game and generally 20 plus by, by the end, which is, is nice if you're running, because um, I had the... The red clock and the black fan, um, and then Leo and you know all, all all of the the money money themed stuff. I'd not gone quite that hard on Rogue. Give me all the money before. Uh, would definitely recommend. Uh, we've also started up an Innsmouth campaign with a couple of friends. I am playing Amina. Um, we made it out of the pit of despair, and I didn't get us all killed with Doom. So nice. I'm taking that as a win. Mm-hmm. Small uh, victory. We'll pick that up in the new year. Um, yeah, champions have been kind of, kind of a bit all over the place. I have been playing through the the X Four stuff, and then also kind of going back to some uh, 
you know, just kind of odds and ends of older content, you know, like Black Panther, Black Widow, um, the Web Warrior or two here and there. Really want to try Spider, Penny, whatever her name is, Spider. against Strife. Okay. I feel like that would be a, I feel like that could be a fun combination where it goes. I get I get all these stat boots based on all the cards in your hand, and you go, "What cards in my hand?" Yeah, <laughs> I did wonder that when I was playing through. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that did cross my mind. So yeah, I think that's going to be my next next project. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't played Rings in ages. I I need to get Rings back to the table. Yeah, I need to. I need to finish off the the Alep run. I got to the. Is it the Glimmering Caves? Is that the one where you have to scroll around the, one the, map? With the funky map? Yeah, yeah. I I bashed my head against that quite a few times. Got really fed up of it, and now I need to just I need to pretend I won it and just play the next scenario because I don't think I've actually got a deck that's able to beat that at the moment. So I'll have to um, come back to it at some point. Right. Well, should we uh, should we move on to the news? Sure. <laughs> Um, so again, we're, I think we're gonna gonna skim over a lot of this stuff relatively lightly. Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Two Towers has been uh, been released in its its repackaged version. So this is what would have been um, Land of Shadow and Treason of Saruman mashed together in one big box. So you know, if people don't have that, they can now get it. Great. Um, for Arkham, we've had a couple of new Parallel Investigators released, so we now have Parallel Jim and Parallel Zoe. Um, Jim is all about curses, Zoe is all about blesses. Again, I think we'll probably save that for next time Mike's on, because I know Mike has lots of strong feelings on Jim and seemed very excited. Um, yes, I think he's. it sounds like he's already played quite a lot of with him already. So, Yeah, which is interesting, because I ordered my copy of... Uh, Parallel Jim through the the order that Mike was putting into MP Print, and I've not seen uh, seen any sight of it. So uh, I'm suspicious <laughs> as to whether Mike's just hoarding them all for himself. I assume he's just proxying. Uh, I, I presume he might have just printed one off at home, yeah, just to fill the time and get. Uh, and then for Champions uh, X23 and Deadpool have been released, and we have our announcement for our next big box, the third and final question mark mutant box for now uh, is going to be the age of apocalypse um, so yeah that that looks fun will what do you know about the age of apocalypse um i know it was a terrible film that came out a few years back uh, <laughs> um it was interesting actually so this is so the the main heroes in the box are um, bishop and magic who are two people i had never heard of um, up until the point I started playing Marvel Champion, uh, Mar- Marvel Champions, uh, Marvel Snap as their characters in that, so I'm I'm now moderately aware of their abilities of cards, but obviously those abilities on those cards are completely different from these ones. So um, I also have a bit of a love hate relationship with Magic. Um, so in Marvel Snap, she goes down and she so you only have six turns in Marvel Snap, uh, and her ability is she creates a seventh turn which is really good for some decks that need that extra turn to build or whatever it is. Mm. However, I don't have her, and in that game there's no way of just buying cards. So it's one of those annoying ones where I can see everyone else having really good fun with her, and I'm going, ow. Um, But yes, obviously completely different in this game, so I will have to hold back any prior prior thoughts and stuff. Um, This box also has some very interesting sounding 
allies and and villains. Like uh, um, anyone leap out at you? Well, you know, gold balls is you know is in no, the no, opening no, no. picture. <laughs> I think you'll find his name is Gold Balls. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I missed it. Was I, mean, I missed that it was all in bold. <laughs> To be honest, these days uh, I believe he prefers to be called Egg and is trying to sort of reinvent himself as a serious character. But to me, he will always just be be Gold Balls. Um, Yeah, he was a... He's a kind of post-Avengers versus X-Men, like when when Cyclops had gone mad and killed Professor X and kind of set up a a new school for mutant kids in, in the old Weapon X base. Um, Gold Balls was one of the students, and yeah, he's this random kid who discovers one day that he can make these large gold balls just appear out of his body, and they go boink, 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 um, and he can knock people over with them and stuff like that. That's um, hilarious. It's also uh, nice to see... I, I, I haven't really bought much of the rest of the... Um... Um, next evolution set aside from the base set because I knew Christmas was coming up so um, Marvel Champion expansions are a good Christmas gifts to receive because they're moderately inexpensive so I'm I'm sort of waiting on some of that but it's it's nice to see that they're still like him in particular has got a discard card from the top of your deck and do stuff so it's nice to see that um, Domino will have scope to be something other than just um, Justice Unlike some other heroes who have had a, a key term and then they've and then they've been left alone and never looked at again, you know, not looking at anyone, Black Widow, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think this this block looks uh, look, looks interesting. The, the the one I particularly like the uh, the look of is uh, Sidekick, which is a leadership card, and that is going to be amazing in uh, in X twenty three. So you attach it to an identity-specific ally you control. Uh, they get plus two hit points and become your sidekick. And after you make a recovery, you heal two points from them. And basically, X20, X23, the hero, not X23, the ally who comes in this box, just to confuse life. Um, she has her sister, Gabby, as her um, uh, as, 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 as her, her ally. So she's uh, that, that's Honey Badger. And yeah, basically... When when she takes damage, it readies Laura, and when Laura takes damage, it readies Laura once per phase. So it's there's there's just a lot of synergy of kind of constant readying if you can keep Gabby in play and and keep damaging her. And yeah, I think that gives her plus two hit, hit points and a way to heal. Mm. I feel that's going to be a a fun way to do um, what you call it. Uh, yeah, leadership X twenty three. Um And yeah, magic's just cool. So. Um, I'll give you the uh, the kind of twenty second uh, story on, uh, on on magic if you if you're not familiar. Magic is um, Colossus's baby sister, who uh-huh. then for some reason gets like abducted by demons and, and grows up in hell and kind of reappears as an adult and then gets de-aged again and then she dies in the big inferno event in the eighties and then she comes back as a child and then she's an adult again. Then she died of the legacy virus, which was basically the comics attempt to do an AIDS story in the nineties. Um, and then came back again, not that long ago. Um, she is an angry lady who is the queen of limbo. Sometimes, um, she can teleport and 
has a soul sword, which varies in in the art here. It looks like we've got the kind of old school. This is just a sword that is composed of ethereal energy, um, but sometimes they just give her a great big f off anime style sword that's as big as she is. Um, and sometimes she goes all dark and evil and becomes the dark child. Um, that was a very mangled history of a character, but you know it's been I don't know what forty years that she's been around and many retcons, so. Uh, that'll that'll do for this. No, that's fair. I also like that. Um, speaking of speaking of um, heroes that could be villains, I enjoyed that they've got the four horsemen of the apocalypse as presumably one of the um, one of the missions. Um, except one of them doesn't have a horse. One of them is just Angel, who has wings, <laughs> which seems a bit mean. <laughs> Can at least give him a horse as well. Yeah, I I feel like Wingman of the Apocalypse has a very uh, very different take, uh, very different implication. Does a bit, yeah. Yeah, Apocalypse is out at a bar, you know, trying to chat somebody up, not doing too well. In swoops Angel to the rescue. I also like that they've very um, cleverly. I don't know if that's the word. Subtly not called him um, Angel anywhere on his card. He is just Death, so you don't have to ha worry about sort of. You know, Infinity War, Gamora and Nebula and stuff. I'm just go. Nope, it's fine. It's a different person. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I wonder if so. I do wonder. So obviously they've they've um, they've announced the first. Well, I don't know. There's there are three villains on this page anyway. So there's Unus, the Horseman of the Apocalypse, and then Apocalypse himself. So I wonder if this is Mad Titan Shadow esque, where there's two more secret ones they've not announced afterwards which will be completely random because that was Thanos was what it looked like was going to be the big bad and then they had Hela and Loki afterwards as like the um, the secret actual boss ending so yeah interesting oh yeah yes it says we'll, we'll reveal more information about the fourth and fifth scenarios on a later date so brace yourselves for what to come so yeah that is mm. interesting that Apocalypse is not of scenario five in Age of Apocalypse. But yeah, that should be it should be fun. I'm um I'm on board with the sort of slightly odd side of the mutant stuff. I think the just the generic X Men don't don't do it for me anymore. I'm it, I've seen them way too many times and they and you just go like, Okay, here's another Cyclops, here's another Wolverine. It's like, yeah, that's great and all that, but like there's more off key people that actually the the people I'm more interested in, I guess. So Yeah. yeah. I mean Age, Age of Apocalypse was it was the alternate timeline where Xavier died and Magneto then becomes the leader of the X Men and yeah, Apocalypse kind mm. of rises to global power and it was it was done in the 90s as a we're changing comic timeline forever and then a couple of months later they went no nah, it was just a what if type thing and now we're back to normal but some people remember the old timeline and are traumatized by it because <laughs> um, you know comic comic book heroes don't have enough trauma absolutely but yeah and uh, you know if you if, if you're worried about lack of strangeness then i think sugar man will uh uh <laughs> Yeah, you sort of tick tick the box for you. Yeah, that that picture and name confused me greatly. Um. <laughs> right. Well, we should probably uh, 
Oh well, um, do do you want to give any guesses on uh, on who you think the the four heroes in the silhouette are for the the following hero packs? Ooh, ooh, yeah, we can do that. That was on this tab here, wasn't it? So one looks like Goku because uh, he's got a big pointy hair going up, but I get the feeling it's actually a it's like Beast Boy or something. But that's not right because that's a completely different comic. I mean. That's DC and Teen Titans. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless something very strange has happened. The, I, it, it's like big pointy ears and then big pointy hair at the top. I'm going, I've seen the silhouette before and I can't think what it is. Or whether I'm just getting him confused with like syndrome from, you know, the Incredibles or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a Jubilee hero, do we? We don't. And I, I reckon that one I reckon the standing up one... Yeah. Looks a lot like Jubilee on her phone. Yes. And if you were going to pick one, um, one X Man to be on your phone, she seems like the obvious, uh, obvious choice. Yes. Otherwise, there's a man who appears to be in some sort of suit, sat down, and another man lounging in the background who's got goggles on. Could be. Cannonball wears goggles. But I mean, I'm not sure that's. I mean, well, that's. It's not really enough hair for Cannonball. I'm trying to think. I should open Marvel Snap and have a look down that that, that list of people because this is the only way I'm ever going to guess any of the sort of more off-class um, X people. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hope it's not Cannonball because I'd like to see a full-on new mutant new mutant cycle. Although I assume we'll kind of go away and do. I don't know, Daredevil or the Fantastic Four or something, and then come back to mutants in a couple of years' time. But <coughs> yeah, I'd be intrigued to see where they uh, where they take it after this, actually, because obviously, yeah. So after yeah, the last one was the last break was Spider Man, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so I don't, and, and like, I feel from the interviews we've heard with Caleb, it kind of sounded like that was just a sort of. Oh, actually, we, we've kind of got a bit of a gap. This this feels like it would slot in here. So I don't know whether it's an intentional. We do three, then a break, then th- like three, then an off one, then mm. three, or whether this time they'll just go into whatever our next set of three is, and that one was just a kind of coincidence because of people moving jobs and departments and whatever else is. Yeah, I mean, I think it works well because it's a nice little sort of break I guess just a random oddball one that you can sort of get into and go actually I kind of like the spider people so I'm just going to buy this box and be done with it if you were so inclined and I feel for something like the Fantastic Four mm. like the, the, you, the, there probably isn't three cycles worth of Fantastic Four related heroes and scenarios no. without going into the really deep cuts I mean what if you've got six heroes for a classic cycle you've got the fantastic four you've got silver surfer yeah and uh, someone else yes <laughs> anti-hero doom but then if you've got doom i assume doom would be your main villain you'd have unless it's so. a galactus box you probably have doom and galactus in the same box maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe we get franklin richards as a hero Pizza dog. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, that was what I was going to do. I keep meaning to, to print myself a, 
an alt art version of Mockingbird from Hawkeye's deck and just replace her with Pizza Dog. <laughs> you, you know, like just change the name and the art, the the cost and the ability and everything else stay the same. But yes, just bring in Lucky. Just with like a dog sized Mockingbird suit on over the top, you know. <laughs> Anyway, should we should we move on to our our main topic and uh, have a look at some uh, some Arkham spoilers? That's indeed. Uh, so for anyone who's been uh, been living under a rock for a while, uh, the the next uh, next pair of boxes for Arkham Horror are going to be the Feast of Hemlock Vale. Uh, I believe we've got, I think we've got a player card expansion coming in. January, February-ish, and then a campaign coming a couple of months after that, plus minus a month or so for where you live in the world and how much FFG just get delayed. Um, but what what they've done rather nicely this year, uh, as well as giving us a spoiler, which we uh, we put out just over a month ago, um, if you haven't listened to that already, you can go back and listen to our episode, They've actually put up a nice big timetable on their website listing all the people who've had spoilers and all the people who are going to have spoilers. So at this point, we're kind of somewhere between half and two-thirds of the way through. So it's, it's 14th of December when we're recording, so there's still there's still eight to come. Uh, but aside from ours, there have been one, two, three, four, ten. Cause I can, yeah, there have been ten other creators of, of spoiled stuff so far, so... We just thought we'd uh, take a few minutes tonight to, to talk about some of the upcoming cards, both announced ones and uh, uh, from the FFG site, and then the ones spoiled by content creators. Just yeah, kind of a few thoughts about you know how, how we're feeling about the box and, and the bits we're most excited for. Yeah, I don't know. Has, has anything kind of leapt out at you? I know you've been uh, following everything in great detail and very intently the second it's published, and. Uh, definitely aren't reading it right now as we speak uh absolutely i mean i i'm totally not one of those people who have been living under a rock uh <laughs> i was completely aware actually speaking of rocks i'm aware that this box was coming out and i was aware of the title because near um where like where you guys live now and where i used to live there is a thing called the hemlock stone so you know <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's that's how i'm remembering what the name of the next thing is called but aside from that um no, I uh, I'm going to be the um, I'm going to play the part of the listener who has also done no research and is looking forward to having a quick rouse. I will say I've just come across um, so well I'll start with where I've I've just got stuck, which is Mark Samson, who is I think was an FFG release, but if I'm reading this page correctly, but there do appear to be three copies of him. Is that is that entirely correct? Oh, sorry. Mark, oh, sorry, not Mark. Hank Samson, the, oh, um, the Hank, su- yes, the survivor hero investigator. Yes, yes, yeah. Hank, Hank is the farmhand. So, um, the the top one is is Frank. Uh, is Frank got me doing it. <laughs> Hank, um, as he uh, as he starts the game. So he is a he's a three will, one intellect, five combat, three agility survivor with with a. A rather poor five five health and uh, uh, health and sanity, and the ability to uh, to to soak damage and horror for others. Uh, uh, your investigation uh, character or, uh, or or ally, uh, but the the kind of the way it gets gets um, uh, 
gets interesting is when Mac would be uh, defeated by damage or horror, instead you heal all of the all of it off of him, and you pick one of the other two versions. Um, so you then put in either the second version or the third one based on the the page that you're you're looking at. So if you if you take the uh, the assistant version of Mike, he he goes up to three intellect, uh, down to four combat, up to four agility. Or you can take the warden version of Gerald. Um, he remains at, at one willpower, but he goes up to a whopping six combat. Um, neither of those versions can be healed, um, but they gain. But they either gain cards when they take horror or resources when they take damage. Um, so yeah, like actually, your your health pool is kind of more like a. 9-11, 11-9-ish. But mm. when you get into your kind of final mode, you can't be healed. Which is why, looking at some of the spoilers we've seen, we're now getting various cards which talk about moving damage and horror rather than um, uh, rather than healing it. So we've got a signature event, which is just a two-cost Engage an enemy fast, pay two, move up to two damage or horror from your enemy to that enemy. And interesting, you can move horror onto the enemy as damage, which is nice. And then there's a few other bits and pieces, like there's a uh, there's a survivor event, wrong place, wrong uh, wrong place, right time. Move five damage or horror from your investigator to assets controlled by investigators to your location. Anything defeated, draw a card. So you can kind of move the damage off of him onto your leather coat or your teddy bear or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it looks like if you build him right, there's going to be ways round <laughs> that no healing restriction. That's interesting. Yeah, it gives you a bit of versatility for each game as well, for um, just for your base stats and things. That's quite... Uh, I like that. That is an interesting new twist on it. Yeah, the the thing I'm intri- intrigued by is I, I don't believe we've seen the back of his card yet. Um, oh, actually, no, no, we have. Sorry. Uh, have we? I can't see a back of his card. No. Anymore. Yeah, no, I'm mixing up one of the others. So. Don't actually know what his building restrictions are. Um, yeah, and I, I, I can't remember who spoiled this one, but the uh, the drain essence spell, um, which is a mystic mystic event spell. Choose an enemy location, test willpower X or X is their fight value. If you succeed, move a damage from your investigator to the chosen enemy. So that feels like it would be a nice synergy with him. Um, but you know, I, I remember I remember the existence of Daniela. Um, so the you know the fact that a card comes out in the same box and would be a, a really obvious synergy leads me to assume he probably can't take it. <laughs> um, s- speaking of Daniela. Have you have you seen the sparrow mask? Uh, I saw a picture of the sparrow mask. Let me find where it was. Oh yes. Um, why don't you read people the the sparrow mask? So sparrow mask, a cost one asset, uh, limit one mask per investigator. Uses two offerings. Replenish one of these offerings after you take one or more damage and or horror. Spend an offering, you get plus two willpower or plus two evasion for that skill test. Interesting. That kind of feels to me like a fairly obvious Daniela card, but there is then the yeah you can take this, but it's one of your five survivor cards. I'll be I'll, I think a lot of people are assuming there's going to be 
a mask in every class. Yes. Because why else say limit one one mask? Um, I'll be interested to see if there's an if there's an upgraded version. Not quite sure what that would do. Presume just a bigger stat boost or something like that. But more offerings, I guess. Or comes yeah, more offerings. Hmm. Or remove the limit once per test or something. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Ooh, that's fun. I, I will say though, having a quick having a quick look through all of these cards, and again, I, I'll get to the actual cards that people have spoiled in a minute. Uh, but the one that really drew my attention was uh, the goat diabet. <laughs> so, if you, in fact, oh, this is all in Polish. Oh, it is all in Polish. I see what you meant by the goat is Polish. Okay, is this leaked? Yeah, what I is mean, this? <laughs> um, I think it's been spoiled by a Polish creator. Or yeah. Pos- quite 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 often you'll get like um the the Asmodee pre-order page on the website will just have a slightly different selection of cards in the card fan hmm. and it could be from there um but yeah i'm i'm fair so the, the, i'm fairly sure you would pronounce that diable which i think is just devil so i think that is a red-eyed goat called devil who is a one cost 2 xp 3 health ally <laughs> Um, with something about readying, doing something with two somethings, or when something happens, put one something somewhere. <laughs> I just like um, creature minions, so you know. <laughs> you can have. In fact, is it. Does anybody else. Um, is it just Survivor that has? Because they've got the cats, they have a goat. Oh, uh, Guardian has a dog, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Stray Cat in Rogue? Yeah. No, Stray Cat's Guardian, I'm sure. Not um, Survivor. Is it not? No, yeah, I'm I'm mixing up Stray Cat and Cat Burglar. <laughs> <laughs> it was not actually a cat. <laughs> well, unless you're um, unless you're a, a dog investigator, in which case. They're all cats. True. Sorry, I, I am just sitting here trying to decipher what this card says. Um, and my Polish is not that good. Um, I think it's something like during your turn, you can put an offering on it. And then maybe you can pay two offerings to do something to an investigator at your your location. I'm fairly sure about the Chorvitvoye local is that, yeah, that's an investigator at your location. Mm. Anyway, this is probably making fascinating listening. Um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the real reason people tune into podcasts is to listen to a man with a Russian degree trying to decipher a card in Polish uh, that they could probably just stick into Google Translate themselves. Uh does, let's let's move on to to some of the spoiled cards. I will. I, I'm going to shout one out because I think, you know, a lot of the stuff in this, it's very. Oh yeah, this is kind of this investigator. This, this is this new very specific build. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to Hand-Eye Coordination, which is a new Guardian event. It is one cost, one XP. It's got an intellect and a combat pip. Uh, it's an insight. Um, I'm sure somebody cares about insights. Um, it's first play energy on your turn. Resolve an action ability on a tool or weapon asset you control without paying its action cost. Um, so, 
at its most simple that's one resource one xp get an extra fight action fast on your turn like just stab something another time with a machete um, that that seems really good and i feel like that's probably going in every non-nathaniel cho guardian deck every non-nathaniel cho non-carolyn guardian deck basically every, yes. every guardian <laughs> deck that fights with weapons uh, yes. for the rest of the game Non-Nathaniel Cho, non-Carolyn, non-Carson the Butler. Yeah, yeah, that is. I suppose it's it's another one of those where you have to have in your hand at the right point where you've got something out in play, but yeah. I just feel like, particularly in multiplayer games, mm. you know, most of the time you're going to get your, your weapon out. You're going to get some kind of weapon out in play in the first couple of turns, but there's definitely going to be rounds where you just don't have enough actions to deal with all the enemies. Um, yeah, or the enemy that turns up has got X, X health per investigator and you're the only one who's doing any damage to it. So, Yeah, I think I think George was getting a bit fed up with me by the end of the weekend because, um, yeah, whilst my, my journey deck was making a lot of money, it was, it was mostly focused on kind of clues and evasion. Um, and I'd given her a lily hammer deck with sled dogs. So it's basically... Exhaust some sled dogs to move over here really quickly and hit this thing for me, please. <laughs> right now, can you exhaust the sled dogs again and go back over there and hit this thing for that person? <laughs> just the hire to muscle for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I just want to play out my holy rosary. Do I have to use all my actions this turn hitting things with a hammer? Yeah. You've got one job. <laughs> yeah. It does come to that sometimes when you're... Um... I say in multiplayer where you really specialize in classes and, and you just, if, you, if you're the clover, you at least kind of get to do the interesting stuff. Whereas if you're the fighter, you, you do feel like, ah, oh, right, okay, I guess I'll go kill that. <laughs> if you're not in the mood to be going around and blapping things, then uh, yeah, I can, I can understand that gripe. Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had a Carolyn who had dynamite, but no fighting. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a Marie who, like any mystic, it's like, Yay, I've drawn my combat spell. I can kill three things. Nope, now my combat spell is gone. I cannot kill things. Yeah. Uh, and, and and like with Marie's stats, it's like, okay, well, I haven't got my investigating spell. I can still just investigate with with basic intellect. But yeah, Marie in a fight against a, a monster is a bit more of a dubious proposition. Yes. I think the best... I think the most reliable deck I ever built for a Mystic was, I think it was Luke, and it had a bunch of stuff that were using the events, and then it had like the book of, is it the book of Grimoire where you can you either find events and you discard, and then there was there's the ally as well that you can put event spells on her and she can use oh, them damn. several times. Yeah, that was that. It, it once you'd built it, it actually you, you could get quite a lot of use out of all your different events and stuff. And then because you never actually had to put yourself in danger, you just had to teleport to your little world off to the side, zap them, and then come back again. <laughs> that was that was a good one. Speaking of mystics, um, there is a an upgraded Olive McBride. I notice in this pile here. Yes, which I don't know if it if she's. So, for those who aren't aware, level zero Olive McBride is a uh, an ally with one health and three horror, um, with an ability when you would reveal a chaos token, exhaust her, reveal three chaos tokens instead of one, choose two of those tokens to resolve and ignore the other. 
Her upgraded version is costs 2 XP, so she still costs 2, she still has 1 health and 3 horror. Um, the only difference is you now reveal 4 chaos tokens instead of 1, and still choose 2 and to resolve. And a willpower icon. And a willpower icon, yeah. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I've ever found her inconsistent enough for that to be worth the XP. I guess it depends what you're using her for. So I think if you're using her to just kind of avoid a bad stuff token or, you know, to essentially get a mulligan on the minus five or something like that, then I'm not sure it's worth it. I think if you're playing curse and you're particularly fishing for I really want a curse token. No, that's fair. Um, so like I think if if you go for, um I, I think I think maybe not on tests. So something like uh Speak to Dead, which was, was one of the cards that we spoiled, where it's um spend any number of offerings, choose a spell or ritual in your discard pile, reveal tokens in the chaos bag equal to the number of offerings spent. If you reveal at least one skull or curse, pull it back to hand. So for something like that, revealing more tokens is pure upside. <coughs> um, you know, same for some, I'm trying to think some of the mystic events where it's like, um, you know, gain resources or move or, or things like that. Anything where it's a uh, fish for tokens and you want to see an X, then at that point, yeah, maybe 2xp for a 33% increase in the number of tokens you, you draw. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I mean, it, it's one of those where it's interesting again. Where like one of the thoughts I had when you were recording the last episode with Speak to the Dead was whether actually like a curse deck is is worth it. And obviously, it's I guess it's not hard to put curse stuff into the deck, but it's not great. But obviously, this this cycle seems to have a lot more I don't know control of that sort of thing. So you've got Kohaku, the um, the mystic uh, investigator who I suppose is a a sister Mary of sorts but you can choose what sort of token you're going to put in the bag I mean Do you, you can't really choose oh, no, you, you don't put choose whichever, whichever there's fewest of ah. you only choose if there's a tie so you know you can pretend and you know so I guess you could potentially be I guess you could run lots of events that spend curses with these new funky mystic cards. Mm. And at that point, he becomes a Sister Mary because he's just adding free blesses. Um, and I, I think the problem I always have with these, you know, any kind of, you know, put blesses on this or curses on this or whatever, is like it, it assumes that those tokens are just going to sit nicely in the bag and wait for you to to pull them out with your funky effect rather than mm. draw them as an extra minus two when you're doing an important test. Or when someone else uh, around the table is trying to do a test and you've ruined the back for everyone. Yeah. So the only the only kind of proper campaign we've ever done where someone was doing heavy curse, George ran a curse gym and it just didn't work because yeah, she never drew the curses when she was using one of the curse spells that wanted a curse because it would do bonus things and she always drew curses when she didn't particularly want to see a curse she was just trying to pass a test and suddenly she's 
got an extra minus two to her skill. Um, the reason we got through that cycle is because I was playing a quick learner, Stella. Um, so in the first half of the turn, great, I failed the test. I can have a free action and trigger all my random survivor failure stuff. <laughs> and in the second half of the turn, it's like, well, this test's really easy anyway, and I'm now boosted by this, that, and the other, and just pass anyway. So, yeah, that very much felt like a Stellar is carrying us in spite of this gym deck rather than mm. the cursed gym deck actually being any good. Yeah, and I, and the abilities always they they sound fine, but they sound like an ability that you would have with the you know with a bless or something like that. It I feel like the the base like the base if you pass the test this happens needs to be better, and then it gets really good if you draw a curse on top of it for the fact that you you have to take all the negatives because the upside of having a big bless deck is you can do tests and even if that's where you draw all the bless tokens it doesn't make that much of a difference because at least you're still passing tests um even if you do draw them the wrong way around but with curse it's you'll pa you'll fail all the tests you don't want them on and you'll you know potentially pass but if you draw too many then fail the ones that you do want them on it's um uh, yeah i presume you know, maybe after this cycle, there's there'll be some more cards that just help with control or stopping it or whatever it is. I guess might be one of those more of a standalone deck that can work it because you can actually spend all the XP on it rather than having to try do a campaign with it and sort of drip feed yourself with the good cards. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely more. I think it'll be interesting to see whether it's enough. Yeah, yeah. I will say I'm surprised that you haven't uh, you didn't open up the discussion with uh, occult relic reliquary reliquary um which is a an asset a permanent asset in fact that costs 3 xp which gives you an additional hand uh, accessory or arcane slot which can be used to hold a blessed or cursed asset seeing as it's so very similar to a bandolet <laughs> but you don't have to pay for yeah, it yeah i mean you know i i think it goes without saying that if you're running blessed or cursed slot, uh, assets that take up slots, then three XP for a permanent extra extra slot is good. Um, yeah, it's just uh, how much blessed or cursed stuff you're doing. I think actually kind of a bit more interesting is Tinker. Don't know if you've spotted that one. Tinker is a, a guardian event. Um, again, yes. it's a, a one cost fast, which you attach to a tool you already have in play. And that now takes up one fewer hand or accessory slot. So Ooh. it doesn't let you play stuff out if you're already at capacity, but yeah, it means that stuff that's already in play can can stop taking up slots. There's also a, there's a seeker ally, Charles West III, who gives you an extra hand slot for, for holding a tool asset. Um, ooh. Yeah, you, you know what this is going to mean, don't you? I think we can finally get full Doctor Octopus Joe. I was going to say, like that's that's five hand slots there at least. <laughs> so if you, yeah, if you if you've got Joe Diamond, you've got your your twin pistols out, which functionally don't take up slots as long as you've got tools. You've got your two normal hand slots. You've got your two slots for your upgraded bandolier, <laughs> one for Charles West and one for um, one for Tinker. Yeah, that 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 is eight hand slots worth of stuff mm. in Joe. That's fun. I I hope to see, I hope to see one of those appear in a game at some point in the future. 
and that that feeds in quite nicely to well funded, which is a new uh, uh, new seeker skill with a wild icon. It gains a wild icon when you control three or, uh, when you control a science or tool asset. If you control three or more tool assets, it gains two wilds. So yeah, nice triple wild uh, skill. Mm. It's handy. Which probably isn't actually interesting enough to uh, to, to use it expert on because you kind of want more than just some icons on a skill card. But hey ho. And then the other. Or one of the other main mechanics seems to be parlay is uh, is kicking off with um, the rogue investigator. I just uh, read yes. through Eldritch Tong, which is um, cost two as an asset with four charges, and you may play parlay events from your discard piles if they were in your hand, which is um, always handy. You do then remove it from the game afterwards. You do. But, you know, unless you were planning on digging them back or circulating back through your deck anyway, it's it's not bad. Especially as it'll be a free action with Alessandra. Yes. So have you, have you read any of the, the books that, that Alessandra's in? No. So she's in a couple of not Yeah, I think we've got two and there's a third one coming. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so yeah, she she was a character who appeared in appeared in the Aconite books a couple of years ago. People were saying, "Oh, are we going to get her in the game?" And uh, yeah, clearly we are. She is a um, an acquisitionist. Um, you know, she uh, she's a thief. Uh, mm-hmm. She goes around acquiring stuff and uh, finds herself in Arkham and discovers that you know there's there's a bit more to all of this than just. Uh, Fancy trinkets being uh, being nicked for for posh folk, um, but yeah, uh, she she looks fun, as you say, free action to parlay, uh, and lots of cards coming up, lots of cards uh, with uh, with parlay on. Um, I do think I'm going to have to make a uh, an, an alt art fine clothes with a you know a ball gown or something rather than just the uh, <laughs> the tux that we've got at the moment. Yes. And then she comes with three copies of Beguile, which is a two-cost event, which, fast, play only during your turn, attach it to a non-elite enemy at your location, uh, action parlay, although that would technically be free if it's your one of the turn, either move attached enemy to a revealed connecting location or perform a basic investigate or invade action at its location. If you fail a skill test while resolving this ability, discard Beguile. You may activate this ability from any location. Ooh. That's um, and you get three of those you can leave around the deck, around the um, oh, around the map. That's interesting. So just a nice free. Nope, not dealing with you today. Goodbye. That's um, and it's worth noting she can take parlay cards from any class. Mm. And my, uh, she can take parlay cards from any class, but she can only take allies who are rogue or neutral, which is a shame. Just because it always entertains me when someone uses motivational speech to play a dog of some description. <laughs> um, so again, for anyone who doesn't remember it, uh, motivational speech, it's a zero-cost uh, guardian event spirit. Parlay, choose an investigator at your location. That investigator may play an ally asset from their hand, reducing its cost by three. Uh, and I can only assume that 
yeah, when you use it to play a guard dock or a sled dock, you're just there going, who's a good boy then? Who's a good boy then? <laughs> there are some enemies here. Oh, are these, um, are these weakness enemies? Oh, yeah, must be. Which one? Zamakona? Uh, yeah, Zamakona. Elusive spawn, nearest empty location if available. Alessandra cannot parlay with Zamakona. Force the first time she parlays each round, place a doom on him. Yeah, that's mean. Yeah, and speaking of mean, uh, elusive, uh, I believe they have uh, kind of uh, clarified, um, is, it, yeah, it's sort of one step beyond aloof. It's not only do you have to engage it, but when you damage uh, an elusive enemy, it just buggers off to the next location. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. Sort of a bit, bit, um, bit Rougarou-esque. Yes. Uh, yeah, because one thing she doesn't obviously have is uh, a way to do lots of damage in one go. Three damage specifically would be really ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I think, I think all in all, it, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, in this box, um, I think yeah, Alessandra looks looks a lot of fun. Hank, I think, will be a, a very interesting puzzle. Uh, Kate's fun just because you know, new seeker who does science. The other two probably don't don't leap out at me as much. I think, yeah, I feel like Kohaku. Just because anything that plays with curse, I feel it's so easy to get wrong and just bugger up the whole game for everybody. Wilson's just mm. kind of a bit meh, generic guardian. You know, he has tools and a very flat stat line. I'm sure it'll be fine. He's just not kind of grabbing me. But certainly the other the other three all look very interesting. And I just think it's been you know twenty 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 three has been a pretty lean year for Arkham. So getting a getting a nice big dump of content at the start of twenty twenty four will be uh, be long overdue. See, this is where I'm looking at Wilson and I'm going, I think I need to have a look at what um, <laughs> what tools are available. Because again, he's in, yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting more tools. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's all very interesting. What, can he take all the tools? Yeah, he can take all the tools. Uh, chainsaw. Not a bone saw, because that's a signature. No. Nor Daryl's Kodak. Nor Joe's uh, Twin 45s. Ice pick, lock pick, lantern, magnifying glass in various forms, old key rings, See, sledgehammer. This is a man who wants a, a, a rucksack, an upgraded backpack just full of tools. And then just like keeps cycling them. <laughs> keeps cycling them in and out. That sounds fun. Like at the uh, at the moment, my um me and Michael are going through Scarlet Keys. We've got one mission left and I'm playing through Estella. Um and if I'm doing campaign builds, I'll I'll try do something amusing with it that I wouldn't normally necessarily do for a, a standalone build. So I've essentially got a um, 
I don't know, half the deck is a proper, I will try and build it around making her work properly. And the other half is around, is just built around, I'm going to go with theme. She's a post lady, so she has a bag of stuff. So I've got one of a whole bunch of items in there just to keep drawing out and being like, oh, well, these are the things I brought with me for my delivery. Oh, someone's ordered a chainsaw. That's handy. I'll just borrow that for a minute. See, and I feel like... Uh... Stella needs uh, a, a, an evasion event called Sorry You Were Out. <laughs> yeah. But we tried, honest, you, you you weren't home. We, we definitely didn't just chuck it over the hedge and run away. I mean, I'd, I'd rather that. I had one the other week, completely off topic, but, well, not really. But, um, yeah, I'd, I had one the other week where I was in. I was waiting for it to be delivered and I went, oh, you know what? It's tracked so I can actually go online and see where it is. And I, and I checked online and it went, oh, yeah, we tried to deliver it today, but you weren't in. So we've taken it back to the depot and I'm sat at home going, but I haven't moved all day. I was I was here at 12 o'clock when you said you tried to deliver it. So not only have you not tried to deliver it, you didn't even just leave it downstairs for me. So now I have to uh, go and get it. Mm. And then I went to go get it, and um, it was missing pieces anyway that apparently it wasn't sold with, so then I've had to send it back anyway. So that was a real waste of my time. What was it? Um, some uh, rearview mirrors for my motorbike. Um, I ordered them at Motorcycle Live the other week, which was fun, but um, it was supposed to come with some blanking plates where it sits over my current ones because it's a different design of mirror and it didn't come with any blanking plates and apparently it's not supposed to either despite the man telling me after me and my dad asked him on separate occasions so it does come with these blanking plates you keep going on about it's like yeah 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 of course it does okay anyway rant over cool any any final cards you want to uh shout out before we move on to uh to alter ego actions well, there's a nice pointy knife called a Wicked Athame. Athame? Athame. And I do like the other Athame. That does make quite um, frequent appearances in my other decks. Um, which again, it's a curse card, so uh, two cost asset action. Add one to three curse tokens with the Chaos Bag. Fight, you get plus two for this attack for each curse token added as a part of this action's cost. If this attack defeats an enemy, replenish one charge or offering on an asset you control. Again, it's a way of getting curse in the bag, but do you really want it there? Yeah, it, it's a shame that it's plus two fights, but no, not plus any damage. Yeah. So we, like you could put three curses in, you know, you get up to eight fight or whatever, you're still only doing one damage. Yeah, I suppose if you pair it correctly, I guess. Um, what is it? Item really cursed. Um, I guess you could do that, and at the same time you could commit Purified, which is a new Guardian skill. Max one committed per test, commit to any type of test. If it's successful, for each point you succeeded by, you could add a bless or remove a curse from the bag. So you could give yourself plus six fight, <laughs> succeed by three, and then remove three curses. All for, all for a damage. <laughs> yeah. It is... Um, yeah, a lot of this curse stuff is a bit Rube Goldberg, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We see, this. so there's... Huh. So there's another... So the prismatic spectacles seem to be very similar mechanically. Like, these are upgraded, so these are 2, two XP, but again, it's a 2-cost asset. Um, 
action, add a curse token to the chaos bag, investigate. Um, you get plus two for this investigation, so that's just flat. So under the assumption there's a level zero version, I assume it would work similarly. But then, if a curse token is revealed during this investigation, you may exhaust it to discover an additional clue at your location. So you'd have thought the knife would also have, as a level zero, like I say, it, I don't think it would be broken to put that as a level zero and go, if you're putting the bad stuff in the bag, let them have the real, if you get the bad stuff, make it really good, because you still have to win by a bunch, because you're still getting a minus two. And whatever else you draw as well as that minus two from that curse. Yeah. I, f I feel like generally mystic stuff often feels overtuned in favor of just not being that powerful. Yeah. And if they accidentally make a card powerful like power word, they immediately taboo it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if there's a level two version of the Athame that says you can exhaust it to do an additional damage. Yes, if you draw a curse. If you draw a curse, yeah. Mm. Although, well, and yeah, that wouldn't fit in the text box. Mm. Who knows? Anyway, Who knows? people are probably getting fed up with us speculating wildly on cards where we don't really know what we're talking about. So let's uh, no. let's kick it on into some alter ego actions. So what, what have you been up to uh, that isn't playing uh, living card games, which by the sounds of it is, is most of it? Uh yeah so um the the big the big time killer I have uh, recently got is I, uh, I finally I I put some money together over a few months um scrounged all my savings and some other bits and bobs and then black friday rolled around and I I went out and bought myself a PlayStation 5 um mm -hmm. so I have Can can you get those now? Yes. So before Black Friday and all the prices came to sort of a reasonable amount that I was willing to buy one, um, they did seem to be moderately available, like pretty much all over the place. Um, so when I went and bought mine, I thought I probably could have got this cheaper had I waited. But I tell you what, I'm just going to do it because the offers keep disappearing and or selling out. And I'm not sure which of, which it is. I went to go collect mine from Curry's and the guy was saying that another shop a guy had gone in and bought five so that still means that people are going in bulk buying them selling them out and then flogging them for more money afterwards so which is it's ridiculous I don't understand how that's still going on when it's been out for coming up to two years I think um, yeah yeah but uh, you know I managed to get one uh a moderately decent price. It wasn't the greatest offer in the world. Uh, it equally wasn't £600 or whatever silly scams going on online. So, um, yeah, most of my time has gone into catching up with several, you know, a year to two years worth of games that I've purposefully not played because I was waiting to get a PS5. So that's pretty much where all of my time has gone. So I've played a lot of, like, Horizon Forbidden West at the moment. Um, the other thing that I was doing uh, when I alluded to playing card games was I also bought all of the Keyforge Adventure Packs because they've been released by, is it Atomic Mass Games? Is that who owns Keyforge now? No, Ghost Galaxy? Ghost Galaxy. Atomic Mass is Star Wars Legion, isn't it? Yeah. So they released all of those as a print a, as a proper set over here for the first time again mm -hmm. question mark um 
and I had quite a hankering to play. I can't remember why. Something something triggered in my memory that I really fancied playing it, and I had a look online, and I was browsing them and having and going, oh, do I print them off? Do I get them printed? And this was about a month before they all came out for release, and then they did come out for release, and I hadn't spent any money, luckily, so I bought all of those. Uh, so I've been playing all of those, which has been quite fun, going through all my old decks. There's a couple of decks that I also bought that I never actually got around to playing with, so... Yeah, been doing those, which is uh, which is fun. Nice little thing to do solo. I'm intrigued to give it a go with some other people at some point. So hopefully, give them a go. I've also not played the new one because they they brought out the two that Fantasy Flight had brought out over the over the pandemic, Rise of the Key Racken and the Abyssal Conspiracy. But there's a third mm. one that um, Ghost Galaxy. Yeah, which was new, wasn't it? Yeah, the um, the something. I've not played that one yet. I've, I've played the first two quite a few times. I've tried to space them out so I don't just rush through them and whatever. So I've got that one still to play through. And then once I've done that, I'll um, I'll try play some more rings and or an Arkham campaign because I I do have a hankering to play Arkham. Um, maybe I just need. Well, I've got a completely unopened. Um, what's his name? Henry Winston. That's not right. Harvey Walters. Not the way initials. Um, I've got I've got Harvey Walters six months ago or so, and he's still sealed in his in his pack, so I need to play through a campaign with him or something. So do you own all of was he the last of the to standalone starter deck investigators? No, I don't have um uh the Guardian Nathaniel Cho, and I don't have the mystic who was Jacqueline. Jacqueline, who I should have remembered because she's one of the dogs. For <laughs> um, reason. But yeah, so I will. I will at some point. I've I've got to the point with the flat where I I have decorating to do, but there's nothing major anymore. So actually my free time can be spent doing fun things. Hence why I've spent so much time on the PlayStation. So at some point, hopefully I will get bored of sitting on the PlayStation and um, I'll convince myself to do, drag myself into the kitchen and just set out some, some, uh, some LCGs and play through a couple of campaigns or something. How's about yourself? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? would require a, a, a brain that, that can remember what I did more than five minutes ago and what I've talked about on the cast before. Um, I mean, I've, I've still been playing far too much Magic. Um, I, <laughs> I, was, I was a bit upset because I'd, I, uh, I pre-ordered the, um, the Dinosaur Commander deck from the, the new Ixalan set and I think they just didn't print as many as various shops had ordered, so Mine got allocated. They didn't get allocated enough stock to fulfil my order, and everywhere else I looked had sold out as well. Mm. Um, so I was feeling a bit annoyed. And then about two days after that, uh, someone on Facebook was selling three of the four Doctor Who Commander decks for eighty quid. The three. Oh wow! Um, so I now have three Doctor Who Commander decks. Oh, nice. Um, they are. They're quite complicated, and they've also got. Plane, planescapes is that they call it like the, the sort of the, the location things that you can cycle through which have random effects 
that is a new term to me. I'm aware of plane walkers. Uh, Planescapes is um, something I'm unfamiliar with. Cool. Well, so I, I, I feel it was an old mechanic that had been in old sets that they kind of brought back for this. Um, but I could also be calling it by completely the wrong name because that is definitely a thing I do. Um, so who knows? Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, also, yeah, probably since the last time we recorded, uh, my, my Marvel Zombies Kickstarter arrived. Um, so I now have many, many, many boxes of uh, your favourite uh, Marvel heroes in uh, living and dead form. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a big Zombie Side fan. Anyway, I've been playing Zombie Side for years because it turns out that pretty much no matter how tired George is, if she's like if she's awake, um, which you know is no guarantee of an evening because she is a school teacher. We do have a small child who likes to wake us up, um, and neighbours who decided to jumpstart their car at two o'clock yesterday morning for mm. reasons nobody can fathom. Um, but yeah, like there's. Lots of the games that you I kind of think of as, oh, yeah, this is a really good game, we enjoy it. It's like a, yeah, no, I'm just too tired for that amount of thinking. Um, Zombie side, generally, it's, it, it's the right amount of, I'm not doing nothing, so my brain's not going to fall asleep. But if I'm tired, I don't need to be calculating 17 steps ahead. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, I've got... I've got three Sentinels left for Marvel United. The Marvel Knight United will be completely painted, and I can start on the seven to eight boxes of Marvel Zombies. <laughs> Just a couple. Yeah. So I got... I didn't get the Artist Guest box, which I slightly regret, but it's probably fine. And I didn't get Galactus, which I was tempted to get Galactus for the card content because it's the only way to get like Silver Surfer and some stuff like that but I just don't have room in my house for a three and a half foot tall Galactus statue <laughs> and yeah part of me thought oh I could get it and just sell the miniature and keep the cards but then I was like but what if everybody does that and then I'm just stuck with a three foot Galactus that has you know it was I can't remember how much it was it was probably like 70 bucks by itself and it sort of almost doubled the shipping because again three and a half foot statue <laughs> um, but yeah so those have those have been the kind of the main things I've been that's fair been up to I've also the other thing the, the main thing I was going to mention like before these episodes before we record I try and like remember like, right these are the two things I talk about for Alter Ego and one of them was not Keyforge it was supposed to be um, I've, I've found a local gaming group um, that do Warhammer and Hooray. all sorts of stuff. It's not, I don't, well, I've not broached the conversation of cards yet, but um, yeah, so like Warhammer and Age of Sigmar and some other like tabletop games is sort of more what it's based towards. But um, as I joined, someone was just creating a Blood Bowl League. So I've uh, I've joined this Blood Bowl League now, um, which, is, uh, which has been quite fun. Uh, I've so far played three games. I have tied every single game. <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, and up until this last game, I didn't have any injuries. Uh, and in the last game, I had a, a player just straight up die on the very last action of the very last turn <laughs> as he was uh, kicked the snot out of by um, a bunch of halflings who have got the are now winning like the dirtiest team award. I think they've killed th- three players um, <laughs> just by. And it's always the big guys as well. I, I you know. It's just funny. Like the halflings, it, 
statistically terrible, but the fact that this guy plays as if, like, right, all I need to do is take out all of your players and then you can't defend against me. So if I just gang them all up against the big guy, kick him down and then shank him while he's on the ground, <laughs> rinse and repeat. Um, it's quite fun and also heartbreaking <laughs> when you go like, well, there goes my nice big Saurus. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I haven't haven't touched most of my Games Workshop stuff in ages. I, I think I've played like one game of Age of Sigmar this year against Simon and maybe two games of Warcry. And every time I look at the 40k stuff, I just go, no, this is too complicated. My brain cannot process how to assemble this. Um, I accidentally <laughs> cut the foot off of uh, the Sister Superior because I thought it was a bit of excess casting. It's like, no, no, that, that was her leg. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Um, but we, um, we 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 did play a bit of Underworlds. Um, that 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 was good fun. Well, I yes. thought it was good fun. Simon didn't because Simon didn't realise that um, my leader commander, whatever they're called in Underworlds, uh, can bring other characters back. So he killed like two or three of them, and then they just all got resurrected because that's what ghosts do. <coughs> yep. Turns out being dead is not a particular obstacle. So then we played a second game and he just dogpiled the leader straight away and killed him. Yeah, that seems like... Just fair. That would be the tactic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of guys who play Underworlds, I think, in this group. So I, um, it sounds like... it's it's It seems to be run by a proper committee and everything, um, which is quite oh, fun. Oh, wow. Um, so, but it sounds like they've got other tournaments and stuff coming up next year. So it sounded like they were going to do something with Underworlds. So like I say, I've got a warband for that, so I can, I can join in with that. And it's quite nice, especially... So because they're obviously shorter games because we've only we're like limited by time as to how long they've got this hall booked out for each week um yeah. but it means that i'm not turning up and going right okay i've now got four hours worth of age of sigma ahead of me or whatever it is Ugh, right <laughs> rack my brain yeah so the um yeah blood bowl has been nice because it's been the sevens as well league rather than the full full 11 man team so the game lasts hardly any time at all in comparison whereas an 11 man game's I've played them and they've gone on for hours. Um, but yeah, so and someone else mentioned they were interested in Warcry, so it's like, oh, I've I've got some Warcry stuff. So hopefully, I get some more use out of things, which would be nice. Because at the moment, they're all just really nicely painted and in nice boxes now, <laughs> not doing a lot. I'll get you with your Warhammer stuff being actually painted. I mean, not all of it, but you know. <laughs> I mean. My night haunts are insofar as they've all been undercoated white. Ah, well, you know, basic ghost colours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember someone made some comment about, um, oh, you know, there's, there's such and such a tournament, but you know, it's 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 got the the three colour rule. It's like when these are fully painted and based and varnished, they're not going to have three colours on them. You know, what what, what, what sort of excess <laughs> do you think this is? Have you seen those? Is it the uh the in the Lord of the Rings game Battle for Middle Earth, whatever it's called. Um they've re they're releasing the the um the men of the oh god, the ghosts of the hill. Ghost Army of Dunharrow. That's the one. Um but they've they're releasing them in a transparent resin. So actually you wouldn't need to paint them at all. You can like put washes on the swords and that's about it. And they're like, yep, done. So that would really break that rule. 
Well, as I, I, I mentioned this in our, our group chat the other day, but um, my my son is six, and we um, we went down to Warhammer World the other week because I needed some paint, and he saw people painting, and he was like, "Can I do that?" And you know, the the friendly crack dealers at, at, at Games Workshop were, were very happy to to give him a free uh, uh, free miniature. So he he kind of sat there and painted a Space Marine. You know, it's it, it's quite good because you know he's he's terrible, so I don't, I don't feel too threatened yet by his uh, superior painting ability. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. A couple of days ago, I was asking him, you know, what is it you want to get mummy for Christmas? He was like, he, he knows that that Lord of the Rings is her favourite book. He's like, I want to get her a Lord of the Rings Space Marine. I was like, I mean, I could buy George the uh, yeah the Middle Earth strategy battle game starter box and then when she decides she doesn't want it i guess i just have to to get it and play it with will or simon but um i might also need someone else's sofa to sleep on for a week because i get chucked out of the house for doing that so <laughs> may not bother the the trick might be of course is to is to is to just get the miniatures of, of like the odd character and just go right well what can we proxy these into you know <laughs> Because I, I I did that for a while. I've I've still in fact I used quite a lot of the um, for when I was doing like running D and D campaigns. It was quite a lot of my um, Lord of the Rings models with the stuff that I was putting on the table if people wanted to see where people were. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's a Gandalf for the wizard and Aragorn for the you know the ranger and whatever it was. Uh, cool. Well, I think we've probably yeah. Uh said as much of any substance as, as we're going to. Um, in the unlikely event that, that anyone is uh, still listening, uh, do you know all of our contact details? It is. It is in front of me. I have prepared. 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 Uh-huh. Um, so if you would like to see uh, any of our other episodes or see the notes that we get that we leave behind for links to things, you can access all of that lovely stuff on our WordPress website, which is tcgcoop.design.blog. Uh, if you would like to email us anything, get in contact with us, you can do so at tcgcoop at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, or X formerly known as Twitter, at Card Cooperative. We're on Facebook at the Card Game Cooperative. We are also on Discord. We have our own channel. Please come over and say hello. Join us. Um, where We're all there. Um James is probably the most active in terms of being there and all the other subreddits as yeah, um, on other Discord servers. Yes, yeah, so I am. I am emotional support, Honey Badger, uh, with an underscore between each of them. Uh, if it's Reddit you want, then then Mike is your man, where he is underscore Eric the cleric, and he'll probably be the one posting a link to this episode if you found it on Reddit. In fact. As almost certainly I'll probably be lurking in the government somewhere cool well thanks everyone for, for listening yeah, well done if you got this far um, sorry if you were hoping for anything more you know insightful or uh, edifying but uh, yeah uh, have a good Christmas and we will uh, he says giving Will uh, only 11 days to edit this episode but you just told me he's off work so that'll be fine uh, yeah we will uh, speak to you all in the new year happy new year